No more pencils, no more books, no more teachers' dirty looks. The students at Harrington High have always suspected their teachers were from another planet. Is this going to be on the test? This is the test. This time, they're right. Now, these six students won't just question authority. They'll have to destroy it. Critics are calling it hip and scary. A thrilling ride from beginning to end. The faculty. Please report to the principal's office. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this very special bonus episode of Citizen Dame, in which we are going to talk about a fabulous um, late 90s sort of meta horror alien movie called The Faculty. So uh, 90s. It's so 90s. I'd forgotten how 90s this movie was until I actually rewatched it. It's like, Jesus Christ, like this is a 90s <laughs> film. So I am Lauren Humphreys Brooks, and with me as always is Karen Peterson. Hello, Karen. Hello. Are you excited to talk about the faculty? I am so excited. Honestly, <laughs> I was so happy that this ended up winning the poll kind of at the last minute. Um, when we came up with the theme and we were thinking of movies that would fit within the theme to put out for the for the poll for people to vote on. Um, this was it was funny because this was like the first one that we both thought of of like, yeah, the faculty is one. And then Jennifer's body was the other one we both came up uh-huh. with. But I was partly excited because this is a movie we've never talked about before. I don't think ever in the entire history of the show. No, we have. I don't. I don't think we've ever even mentioned it. And it's funny because it's. It is one of those films that has a big cult following, mm-hmm. um, and like a lot of people have seen it. I mean, I'd seen it before this, and I was just like, "Oh, yeah, that movie that I've seen that I I just only vaguely remember pieces of it, right?" And I yeah. did not remember all of the people that were in it. It is. It, it really is when it's, when we say that this is like the quintessential late nineties film. It really is because there are people they're just like, oh my god, I can't, I didn't even remember that he existed. I mean, wow. like, let's just read the the cast list. So you've got Jordana Brewster, Clea Duvall, Laura Harris, Josh Hartnett, Sean Hatosi. I don't know what he's up to these days. Salma Hayek, Famke Jansen, Piper Laurie, Christopher McDonald, BB Newirth, Robert Patrick, Usher. John Stewart, like Elijah Wood before, like a couple years before Lord of the Rings. Um, Danny Masterson. Um, I love that his character is called Fuck Up Number One. I mean, that's pretty much his life. Um, yeah. <laughs> so just such, it really is like a who's who of this time period as far as as who made it into this movie. It's great, both from the the high school students and the faculty. Yeah, it, it it feels almost like, and and I think that we're going to talk about like how meta this movie really is in a lot of ways. And I think that maybe it gets um, subsumed a little bit because of the Scream franchise and the Scream franchise, which is so obviously meta. Uh, and and then the faculty never really spawned, uh, mm-hmm. uh, mu- you know, much of a franchise or anything like that. But it really is a, a fantastic slice of sort of '90s filmmaking directed by the way by robert rodriguez so i think that this kind of tells you what sort of movie this is going to (laughs) be right but also written by kevin williamson true yeah who wrote scream and i believe he also wrote i know what you did last summer so it's like he was he was writing these 
these movies at the time. So the fact that the faculty didn't take off and became more of a cult movie, unlike Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer, is a little bit surprising. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I I think that some of it is that, well, I I have a couple of different thoughts on that, but why don't we uh, like initially just sort of talk about the faculty and what it's about and everything. Um, so the faculty is is basically about an alien invasion in a small high school in Ohio, uh, and where initially it's the uh, the gym coach played by Robert Patrick. Who, if you don't know who Robert Patrick is, um, he's the guy in Terminator Two. He's he's the he's the T one thousand. Yeah. Um, and that honestly, I think that that's the only thing that I had ever seen him in uh, until I saw the faculty. And that's very much what he's famous for. And I like the fact that this film right from the get go, like plays off of that a lot um, and kind of plays off of the the recognizability of a number of its stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly when it comes to the members of the faculty. Um, yeah. and And so basically what happens is he is hanging out on the football field after hours and apparently gets invaded by some sort of bizarre alien parasite, which then proceeds to infect all of the other members of the faculty and the students. Um, and so a lot of the film is basically about people trying to figure out what the hell is going on, why the faculty are beginning to behave in sort sort of odd ways. Um, and, and then eventually, you know, how, how are they going to defeat this evil alien parasite? Um, so I, I, there are a lot of different places that we could begin on this one. I, one of the things that I think is really cool about it is that, um, and, and that I noticed again in, in rewatching it was this use of all of these high school stereotypes, these high school movie stereotypes, right? So mm-hmm. you've got the jock and the goth girl and the geek and the popular girl and the new girl. And then you've also got within the, the, and the fuck up. Right. Um, (laughs) And then you've also got the, within the faculty members, you've got the kind of asshole gym coach, football coach. Um, You've got the kind of put upon teachers and principal um, and how each of them begin to sort of transform as they get infected. And as these aliens begin to spread throughout the school. So I, I like the way that the film uses those stereotypes but then also winds up subverting them a lot yeah so it definitely does uh yeah it's it's like the breakfast club but not on a saturday morning at school it's (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's still at school but yeah it's like over the course of about a week because it's building up to this big high school football game that's going to be going down on friday night and uh and just the fact that this is going to be the opportunity for this alien creature to really take over the town because it's friday night in ohio where else does anybody have to be besides (laughs) at the school watching the football game (laughs) well and i i like things like so you know stan played who's played by uh what sean hotosi and i like the fact that you know you get introduced to him and he's he's like the jock he's the the uh the captain of the the team team. he's the quarterback right he's everything and he's basically like i don't want to do this anymore because everybody is treating me differently because I am a jock. I don't actually want to play football. Right. Um, then, of course, then- his girlfriend is Jordana Brewster, and she's like the captain of the cheer squad, and, she, and she's mm-hmm. like the head of the newspaper and all that. And she's just like, um, okay, if you're not going to do football, then why are we dating? Because you're the reason I like your your football is why, I, why we're together, because you're giving me clout. So. 
Yeah, it, it's it's like it's all of these high school relationships that we see in a lot of high school films. Like I, a number of people that I that I talked to about this film mentioned the fact that um, no one went to a high school like this. This high school does not exist. It only exists in Hollywood. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and but you've got all of these relationships. So of course, the star of the football team dates the the head of the cheer squad. She is the popular girl. Um, but interestingly enough, she's also the uh, the head of um, of the school newspaper. Right. And when she begins changing or when they begin questioning, like if she's changing, she winds up having to wear glasses and things like that. So <laughs> it's it's a lot of these like kind of interesting little transformations where and humanizations as well, where it's essentially saying like, you're all of these stereotypes. That's how you know she's become serious is because she's wearing yeah. glasses now. By the <laughs> way, we should probably mention that we're not we're not pretending that you haven't seen this movie. If you're listening to this episode, yeah. we're going to spoil the crap out of it. So we're going to assume that you've watched it or at least that you don't mind spoilers for it because we're going to talk about very specific yeah. stuff. Yeah, and and so they they actually been begin suspecting that her or um or Stan trans- are oh sorry are, are are have transformed have changed right because because they're acting differently. It's just like well, you're the jock and you suddenly don't want to be a jock anymore. How is it that that's happening? You know, all mm-hmm. of that kind of thing. So you get there's also like, the transfer student that nobody knows. Yeah, yeah, that yeah they... um, Mary Beth, mm-hmm. Mary Beth, right? Who is who is I, I, but again, it very much the kind of she's the sweet new girl kind of mm-hmm. thing where she's trying to be friends with everybody. Um, and and initially, you you know, you're like and, and, you know, we'll definitely talk about the ending. But initially, it's 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 like, oh, she's just she's fulfilling the stereotype. She's and then trying as the to film, fit in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as the film goes on, all of them begin subverting their stereotypes. Clay Duvall, everybody thinks that Clea Duvall is, is, is the lesbian. Right. Because um, there's like, been, been those rumors oh. about her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, J- Joss Hartnett, who is, he's kind of playing the school fuck up, who's the school <laughs> drug dealer, right? But is actually the smartest one of the bunch, right? He's the one that figures everything out. <laughs> well, and like, you see the those glimpses, like when he's in the English class and his teacher is Famke Jansen and... Um, he makes some point about the whatever novel they're reading now i can't think of what it is and it's just like wait this kid who makes all the drugs and sells them like and is also selling stuff to teachers at the school because mm-hmm. this is just a thing that happens um is actually a pretty smart person surprisingly so it's yeah, yeah. it's fun mm. Yeah, exactly. So you got all these great versions, I think, of of the the different high school stereotypes, and 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 the high school stereotypes that you know exist within these kinds of films, basically. And then basically everybody comes together. All of the different stereotypes essentially mm-hmm. come together in order to defeat this alien parasite. Because you basically need one from each group. That's just how it works. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, even the way that they're introduced, right? Uh-huh. Like when we see the you know Zeke. <laughs> and uh um all i and now i'm like by stan you know yeah with like um, a, a fancy title card and like yeah. a freeze frame and stuff yeah yeah so so you get this kind of get that humor i guess that that humor that meta-ness to everything that is you know very familiar to most of us who've seen the scream films um mm-hmm. where we kind of and it's almost as though everybody in the film is very aware of their positioning as well it's not like 
they know I am the jock, I am the goth girl, I am the new girl, etc. There's even references to other movies. Like, um, Clea Duvall's character, her name is Stokely, and um, part of of her stereotype, not only is she the goth girl, but she's also into art house films, and so she knows a lot about horror movies and stuff, and um, so she has a lot of insight because of her knowledge Mm -hmm. of movies. So it's, yeah, it's one of those meta- references i guess well so let's talk about that a little bit because the the big one i think the the referentiality the big one is um invasion of the body snatch which they reference a lot specifically which, yeah mm-hmm. they well exactly so this this film begins and you're kind of like oh this is sort of like a 90s ripoff of invasion of the body snatchers and then partway through the film they're actually like this is just like invasion of the body <laughs> snatchers right yeah. and, and there's even a part where someone asks stokely how does that end and she's like they all get taken over. We're not going to win this. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. At the end, they win, right? The aliens yeah. win. They take over the town. They <laughs> and uh, and you know, I, I I believe that it was originally a short story as well. But um, uh, it, if you remember, at the end of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the guy is like fleeing from the aliens, basically trying to warn everybody, and nobody believes him. So the so the implication is the aliens are eventually going to take over the world. Mm-hmm. Um. One of the things I think is interesting, though, uh, you know, in terms of the the relationship between invasion of the body snatchers and the faculty is the actual way that the faculty transform. Right. And so you've got this little bizarre alien parasite that basically can reproduce itself, right, split itself off. And that's how and then it goes around and it infects brains, basically, and takes control of bodies. but it doesn't change personalities particularly. Like it's not like they everybody suddenly becomes, you know, in Invasion of the Body Snatchers, there's a lack of emotionality. Right. Right. It actually seems to, so the coach who was always a nasty piece of work becomes even nastier and more violent mm-hmm. um, when he gets taken over. Although there's also an interesting thing where he does show a little bit of kindness to some very specific people. True. Like so, that's what's weird. It's like they're the alien is in there and does have some ability, but but you're right. Like they don't, they're still who they are for, um, not even for the most part, but for a large part, they're still themselves. Yeah, they all take on the same. They have basically the same personalities, but more so in a lot yeah. of ways. And they still have the same memories. They still, you know, yeah. they know how to talk to people. They know who they're friends with and how to manipulate them. Yeah, and, and that's how they're able to continue to reproduce and kind of infect other people is that they keep on convincing others, basically. Mm-hmm. That, thing, you know, sorry. sorry. I was going to say, one thing that I really like is the fact that, like, and this is something that I think we learned really well during the shutdown part of the pandemic, is teachers get vilified a lot. And here we are, these ali- these aliens have taken over these teachers and they're still showing up to school every day. They're still dedicated to their jobs. <laughs> I just think that's an important thing to notice. And I also love in the beginning, before the most of the teachers have been taken over, when the principal's sitting down with everyone and they're having this budget discussion and she's telling them all the things they can't have because of all the money going to the football team. I love that it is the oldest teacher in the school who is advocating for computers. (laughs) That's such a fun detail. I love that so much. (laughs) 
True. Uh, well, but I, I think that that's part of, you know, and, and as humorous as the film is, I think that there is a lot of a kind of undercurrent. And one of the undercurrents is very much about alienation, literally. Yes. Like, yes. Um, so, so, yeah, a lot of the the more serious undercurrents are about alienation and um, about basically people failing to fulfill the roles that are expected of them. Mm-hmm. Right. And being unhappy in those roles. So all of the teachers who are all dedicated teachers, like you're like you're saying, they and even the principal who's just like, look, there's literally nothing I can do about this. Right. Because this is what the school board wants. So even though you've got, you know, the they basically they turn into aliens pretty early on. Right. They're all trying really, really hard to fulfill their roles. Mm-hmm. They're all trying to do to do good for the kids. And even when they become when they're taken over by aliens, they're still doing it. So and and then all of the kids are very alienated. They're like, I'm not occupying the role that I'm expected to I'm not happy with the role that I'm occupying yeah which is why these particular six from these different you know set or I guess technically five when you consider who one of them actually is but this group the reason that they are the ones that come together and are able to figure this out is because they are the most alienated from their individual groups yeah, they're, they're not occupying the roles that they're supposed to, or if right. they are occupying those roles, they're not happy. With them. Yeah, they're, they're dissatisfied. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they want something else. They want to be something that other people don't necessarily see them as, but they see that in themselves. Yeah. And, and what the alien, and so let, let's talk about what the alien is actually offering, right? Because I think that when it becomes clear what the alien actually wants, um, it it kind of changes the way that you understand the film in a certain sense. So so the alien is actually is basically trying to create a perfect society, trying to make friends, literally, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and what and what her argument is is that you know you're not happy. None of you are happy. Well, if you join me, you can be happy, right? right. We can all get along. We can all be in the place that we want to be. You look beautiful. Everyone yeah. will respect you. Mm-hmm. And then, of of course, ultimately, it's at the cost of their individuality. It's a, it's at the cost of being the people that they actually are. But at the same time, the entire film has dealt with the fact that they are being pushed into these roles that they don't want to be in anymore. True. Um, and and so it, it is one of it's one of those alien movies where you're almost like you feel kind of sorry for the alien because her backstory is basically that she had to flee her home her home world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and was lonely and came to new school um, and and was trying to make friends and wanted to make everybody happy and wanted everyone to be friends with her and ultimately did that and went about it the wrong way. Let's, you know, let's face it. But um, I really just wanted, was lonely, essentially, wanted to make friends and wanted to be close to people and wanted to make other people happy. Yeah. So let's see. Um, yeah, so she she's, as, as I mentioned, she is literally an alienated teenager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's trying to kind of make it's it's an interesting dichotomy because she's trying to make everyone happy, but by making them conform, by making them all the same thing, basically. Yes. Um, so any other thoughts on that, Karen? Um, no. <laughs> 
no, I I think you said it perfectly. I don't have anything <laughs> to add. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's talk about the aliens. So it's Mary Beth. It is Mary it's Beth. New Spoiler girl. alert. It's the new girl. Um, and and honestly, who has a we... pretty impressive backstory. Like she's yes, she she's does. really thought this through. <laughs> Which makes me wonder, like, did Mary Beth exist at some point or did she just spend that much time studying humans that she was able to come up with that? That is Well, that is a good question because she's definitely inhabiting a human body. Yes. But she's she's also able to transform into Mm -hmm. the, the gigantic alien creature. And the way that it plays off, she hasn't this isn't a creature that has taken over someone like she is fully this person. So that's why I'm like. Did she kill Mary Beth? Like the real Mary Beth? Like Mm -hmm. what happened there? You know? You've been listening to our special bonus episode, The Faculty. To hear the rest, go to patreon.com slash citizendame and subscribe.